What's up, everyone? Thank you very much for tuning into the podcast, hopefully four times this week. So this is the fourth podcast, as promised. This week, we are going to be going over the fourth question on uh, Joe's little handout. Uh, for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, I don't know why. You should probably go ahead and listen to all of our other second podcasts. Uh, I've given the spiel enough this week. This is AP, and I am joined by a podcast veteran. Hey, hey, everybody. How are you all doing? It is Caleb S- Smith, right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Um, you, for those of you that do see him around church, he plays bass and also helps out with Historia. Do you still help out with that? I know you're in school and stuff. Uh, Historia, not as often because, yes, I am in school. I'm up in Chicago at Northwestern Law. So I'm a little, little frazzled, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> You're, you're, you're frazzled? <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll call it. Yeah. It, is it just uh, a, a heavy workload while you're in school? Uh, yeah. So it's, uh, and forgive me, everybody. I've been coughing the last few days. But uh, it's not, I mean, obviously, it's it's pretty hard work. It's not undoable. You know, mm-hmm. it's not impossible to do. It's just a lot. You know, I never, I love to read. Love to read. And even I am overwhelmed by the weight of pages sometimes but yeah no it's good i love it it is a great school it is a great city i have no room to complain you know i have 24 hours just like everybody else so yeah making it work yeah definitely now what i can't even remember what's what's your major so i'm up to law school getting my master's right so i'm getting a master's of science and law and i'll give them a little plug uh it is for stem students so science technology engineering and math students Hmm. uh who have decided to pursue a little bit of a legal education, right? So learning about intellectual property law, about regulatory law, um, so that as we move into this world where science, technology, business, and law are kind of converging a little more, um, you have more rounded people who know how to operate in all these worlds. So I am not progressing like some of my peers and moving back into science, technology, engineering, and math. I'm pursuing a JD after this. So one day I will have a little ESQ after my name and you can call me an attorney, hopefully. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 uh, the last time I talked to you, I, I remember you saying that you were uh, actually getting your bachelor's in biology or something, right? Yes, sir. It is. From yeah, that, all that, of that. That's a bit of a turn from, uh, from, <laughs> from the medical field. Hard left is yeah. what I call it. Yeah, totally. What what made you decide to go go to school to be a, an attorney? I realized that I didn't love medicine as much as I loved my patients. Mm. Um, I loved the people that I was working with, and I got into medicine to work in the ER mostly um, to work with the disenfranchised, right, the people um, who've been unempowered by the systems that they grew up in um, through no fault of their own. And as I realized after getting my EMT license that I did want to work with the patients and not the medicine, I found that I didn't just, no pun intended, want to put Band-Aids on anything anymore, right? I wanted to attack things at the root. I wanted to talk about the systems and the powers that be that cause people to be disenfranchised, disempowered, the things that cause communities to be flattened and never have a chance to get back up again. Um, So... Here I am learning how to advocate for the least of these. Yeah, like trying to help people that got stuck growing up in communities like Caprini Green and stuff like that and really help them try to get a leg up in life. 
Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Provision Lab does it well, right? Empowering communities. Yeah. So that's good. That. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I uh, I hope all that goes well. It's crossed my mind to maybe look into that, but I already have three degrees, and I'm like, no, I'm I'm good. I'll just stick to being an engineer. It's fine. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just that's I feel that I realized today that I wouldn't be sad if I never left school. Mm-hmm. Uh, realized I probably need to at some point. So. Yeah. Cross that bridge and get to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, now, obviously, you're so busy with with law school. I, I actually had a friend who who went to law school. I can't remember which one, but he uh, he went to law school and he got more into like uh, contract law stuff like that. But mm-hmm. outside of that, what are you into right now? Right now, so at the beginning of the year, I was really into podcasts, right? So I had to make use of this time that I had uh, commuting, right? So on the bus, walking. Uh, stop kind of listening to podcasts. I, don't, I should get back into that. Uh, but my thing right now, reusing that time that I'm commuting, um, and also while I'm sitting is just listening to whole albums. I don't know what shifted, but I stopped listening, uh, just a playlist that I made or songs I made, but I would just find an album and just listen to it start to end. Um, which I realized may be a pretty common thing, but for some reason it just never crossed my mind to do that, right. To listen to this one, cohesive piece of art that somebody has created um and i found that it's a lot of fun right a story is being told typically uh that i don't think you appreciate as much when you only listen to the songs that you like i definitely know what you mean when i was growing up i used to listen to nothing but singles i would never get into the full album uh a few exceptions of that are like uh start something from lost profits uh Three dollar bill y'all from Limp Biscuit, which I'm not proud of saying. Like th- those were like some of the few albums that I could listen to uh, front to back. So I I know what you mean. I I think it's a maturity thing, where a- as you get older, you you learn to appreciate the the global aspect of of the album. So I'm I'm right there with you, man. Right. Absolutely. What yeah. about you? What are you What are you doing? <sighs> I uh, I am finally punish- putting the finishing touches on the floor in the first floor of my home. Um, <laughs> it, it has nice. been quite the journey this week, which started on Sunday, and some of our podcast listeners got to uh, hear about that all week long. So, uh, yeah, it's just about done, praise the Lord, and then my brother's going to drop off his dog that I'm going to watch because he and his wife are trying to sell their place, and... Uh, they just wanna, you know, they don't they don't wanna like burden the dog in uh, in in the home being showed and everything. So he's gonna drop her off here, which is why I was kind of rushing to get all this done. But it's what I'm right. into, and I'm really excited to have it done because it has been a lot of work. I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. I uh, hopefully when you know once once you're a lawyer, you still only have to imagine because you'll be able to afford to pay somebody to do it, <laughs> unlike me. growing up yeah growing up my mom's house we gutted to the studs and redid and i will never forget eating dinner on a roll of carpet because we had no table and no walls oh so yeah you understand (laughs) yeah yeah down to the studs yeah you definitely understand and time that's how my uh, i redid my entire upstairs uh in the fall with the exception of my bathroom and that's exactly how it was It, it was there was literally nothing up there and uh, I, I ripped it all up and, and redid it all. I was kind of, I was kind of shocked that I did it so fast, but, you know, it's cool. It's kind of one of those things that you don't realize how much there is to it until you're about halfway through it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, I just want to die. I don't want to finish it, but I know I have to. <laughs> I just want to be done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Good stuff. I, one more question popped into my head, actually, before we get into uh, this handout. Um, sure. So you said you're going to Northwestern, right? Yes, sir. Is that affiliated with the Northwestern Hospital? Uh, yes, I'm actually next door to it. Oh. Uh, down on, in the Chicago campus. So most of you, uh, if you like college sports, probably know Northwestern, the Evanston campus, mm-hmm. uh, northern suburb of the city. Uh, the law school is actually down south in Streeterville, which for you not Chicago natives uh, is just a neighborhood just north of the loop. Um, and in Streeterville is Northwestern Pritzker School of Law, Kellogg uh, Business School, and in professional studies, and Feinberg School of Medicine. Uh, and also on the campus is Lurie Women and Children's Hospital, Northwestern Medicine, the hospital. Um, so yeah, all of that graduate level professional studies stuff is down here. Uh, in Chicago, nice. downtown. My my buddy Nurse Joe, because I know like eight Joes for some strange reason, actually works at Lori's Children's Hospital. And then my fiance works at um, Northwestern Kishwaukee Hospital, which is right across the street from NIU. So uh, she used to work at Northwestern Delnor Hospital. So I'm, I'm oddly familiar with Northwestern. <laughs> They're a little bit of everywhere. I've noticed that much at least. They're definitely expanding. Uh, I'm I'm. I don't know if I'm supposed to know this, but they're actually in the process of purchasing Silver Cross Hospital in New Lenox. Uh, so wow, my fiance that's a is nice trying hospital. to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, tragically, I was there recently. I. Uh, oh my, no. Well, yeah, my my aunt was doing too well. Sadly, she uh, she passed away on Tuesday. I found out. Uh, so she she was there uh, when she was still with us, and they decided to uh, put her on hospice and everything. But yeah, you know, it's just kind of. That is what it is. You really can't do anything about it. But yeah, it it really is a beautiful hospital, and to my understanding, they are trying to purchase it right now. Mm-hmm. They had my uh, favorite EMT room of all the hospitals. <laughs> they always had good snacks. Nice. That's awesome. Well, cool. Let's go ahead and jump into this handout. Hey, for sure. So day four, it says read John six twenty five oh. through seventy. Hopefully, everybody that's listening already read that because it is really long. And so we're not going to read it on this podcast. But it does say, after that, answer this question. You do not want to leave me too, do you? Caleb, why don't you go ahead and share your thoughts on that? So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Uh, For any of you that are around for worship night we had a little while ago, um, or a prayer night we had a little while ago, uh, we had stations set up around the warehouse. Um, and one of them was a photo of the Pieta. And you just had some paper to look and think about it. And if you know what the Pieta is, um, it is a kind of sculpture. And the kind of sculpture that it is is that it's a weeping Mary holding Jesus after he's come off the cross. Uh, so it's a mother holding her dead son. Um, and it's one of my favorite pieces of art or kinds of art because I think it's it's the it's one of the times that I feel most connected to Jesus, which is ironic because he's dead. Um, but it's in that moment that I see a woman weeping over her dead son um, that I realize that it didn't matter in that moment to Mary. What mattered to Mary was that this was her son, right? That he was a man that was a baby and then a toddler and then a child and then a teenager and then a man. Like he grew up, he had a life, he had a family. Um, and I think with, you know, as relatively short as the Gospels are, um, and with such a short time period that they cover, we kind of lose that a little bit. 
um, we kind of, it's really easy to gloss over to lose sight of Jesus' humanity. Um, and the Pita really reminds me of that, right? How human Jesus really was. Um, and that's an important thing to remember, right? This is a relational faith. Um, and it's through the humanity of Jesus that we can find salvation because it's through the humanity of Jesus that God truly relates to us. Um, so when I read the entirety of the passage and I put that sentence into context, right? You're not going to leave me too, are you? Um, I know that, I mean, just he knew who was and who wasn't. Um, or maybe he didn't know. We can have a conversation about that. Uh, but it's another moment like the Pieta. The question um, is to me what the Pieta is also is that it really shows me Jesus' humanity, right? Because maybe it's just who I am as a person and I can't get over this and it's my own, my own shortcomings. But when I hear that, I hear sadness, right? These people that have been with him for so long um, just up and left. Right? They said this is too difficult, and they left him. Um, and in that moment, he looks at his 12 closest friends <laughs> at this point, right? I mean, you'd think that they're pretty close. He says, you're not leaving too, are you? And there's just such sadness and grief in that, right? Because you, my closest people, are not also, like everybody else, going to leave me. Right? I don't want to be alone. Um, and I think that's part of... Uh, I don't want to say part of the magic, but yeah, it's part of the uh, part of the impact of I think just humanity is that whenever we're exposed to it, it's a mirror, right? Um, that that question immediately <laughs> becomes equal parts about Jesus and maybe not wanting his friends to leave, equal parts of that and a call to his people that are close to him, right? And saying like, are you also going to leave? Are you going to stick this out with me? Um, and I think Jesus had a habit of that, right? Every time he asked a question, it was a mirror. It was a flip, right? He flipped the narrative every time he asked a question. Um, and almost funnily enough, ironically enough, every time he did, at that point completely flew over everybody's head. Uh, but that's what he did. It's what he was good at. He was good at turning things on its head and pointing them back at the person. Um, and saying, no, actually, this is about you. This is about you, the person asking. This is about you, the person I'm talking to. It's not about me, and it's not about this other person. It never was, right? This is about what do you believe, right? What are you going to do? Are you also going to leave? Um, and it's in those moments of Jesus' glaring humanity that I think we're most confronted with our own. Yeah, dude. Hey, sorry. <laughs> that, no, that was a great rant, dude. And I, and, and I, I totally agree. I, I, I like your point of how Jesus has a tendency to take it, flip it, and, and make it about them. Uh, uh, so many different times in Scripture popped into my head, but especially the one where the crowd of people brought the lady caught in adultery to Jesus. I know I use this example a lot, but it's one of my favorites. And they're like, she... She, she was caught in adultery. Let's all stone her to death. And he's like, okay, well, whoever has never sinned before, go ahead. and Go, go ahead. And there's a crowd of people. That's insane. Turn it on every single one of them. I can't even wrap my mind around, my, my mind around that. But yeah, dude, that's, that, that's, a, that's a great point, especially when he turned to his 12 best friends and he's like, so you, you guys aren't piecing out either, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, 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 always, I love your point about the humanity. 
of, of Jesus. Um, I mean, even when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, praying, he's literally sweating blood. He's, he's right. that nervous about what's what's going to happen. So, like, yeah, he he is fully God, but he's still fully human. I, I actually like how um, this guy Joel Brassfield that I know from my last church put it. He said, um, "Jesus was, and for that matter, still is, since he's resurrected um, and in heaven with our heavenly Father. Jesus is the most human human to ever walk this earth." Because he understood what it means to be human, and he understood our place. Just right. Very well put. I love it, and I, and I totally agree. Uh, Voltaire, right? Who said, "If God has made us in His own image, then we've returned the favor, right, and done it to, or done it to Him." Excuse me. Oh. And surely we have returned to the favor. Uh, Mm. Which is not is not a compliment to humanity. Um, no, it's not. But that's it's exactly that that uh, I think far too often we tend to try and shirk off or forget our humanity and all that that entails. Um, and when we do that, we try to think that we're becoming more or becoming better. Um, but we're really losing the central aspect of who we are, what we are, right? Um, and that's. And like we we're talking about, so I think a lot of what Jesus does when he flips the script is it becomes a mirror and he says, this is, this is you, this is who you are as a people. Um, so now what, right? And he always stops with a, now what, um, what happens next? He's good at not giving us a lot of answers, or at least the gospel writers don't tell us that he did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's definitely not a guy of many words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one one of the big things that I learned about Jewish culture as a whole, a sign of intelligence was being able to respond to somebody's question with another question. That, it, to my understanding, even in modern day Jewish schools, that's 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 kind of what the teacher expects out of you. That's how the teacher finds those that are excelling. If he presents he or she, whatever the rabbi is, presents some form some form of a question to the students and the student responds with the question, they're trying to dig deeper. And that's exactly what Jesus is always trying to do. He's tr- always trying to get us to dig deeper. And obviously he's still trying to get us, even today, to do that. But he, he's, he's, yeah, he's just always trying to get us to dig deeper by turning around and saying, okay, well, where's your heart at? What, what, what are you doing right now? Yeah. I think my favorite one, uh, just where he really exposed someone for who it is is when the the can't remember what the person was but some super rich guy comes up to jesus and he's like well how do i get in heaven he's like oh sell all your stuff and give it to the poor And he's like oh crap and then leaves wow that uh saddened what so then he's saddened right he's not mad he's sad yeah yeah we don't know what happens to him afterwards um so that was interesting. That's one of the few stories that we don't get an ending to. All it says is that he was sad and then he walked away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, yeah, I'd like to think that there's, I have a reason to hold out hope for him, but no, we don't, we don't get an answer to that one. <laughs> that's, that's very true. I heard something similar to that kind of in a modern context of, um, I can't remember what exactly it was, but two people were talking and one of them goes, well, by that logic, well, we should just go ahead and make, uh, 
uh, murder legal and, and have the purge and everything so that we can kind of take care of it that way. And the person's response is, if you really think that, then all you're doing is exposing your heart and where you're at and the fact that, oh, yeah, you think that's okay. That it, It's just exposing the fact that some people really believe, yeah, we're better off without these people on this planet. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that's that's a rough uh, one. <laughs> I, uh, Soren Kierkegaard, right? So not scripture, mm-hmm. uh, but he says the function of prayer is not to influence God, but rather to change the nature of the one who prays. Yes, uh, I that. And I I like that a lot, right? Because it's uh, going back to that conversation of those two guys to Jesus praying in the garden, um, into this idea of flipping the script right uh that we know that we can come humbly before the throne and we can petition we can ask father for things um but we, we have this tendency to teach ourselves that you know uh god never says no right uh he only says yes or maybe later kind of thing. you know what i'm going something like that um or he is no not right now or no you deserve better um so there's this idea that at the end of the day, what you pray for, God's only ever going to do its best for you uh, in the end anyway. Um, so thinking about like this, right, that like the function of prayer is to change the nature of the person praying. Instead, we're flipping the script and instead making it more like Jesus praying in the garden, right? Um, he doesn't necessarily ask for anything, right? He says, but your will be done. He says, if this is mine to bear, right? He leaves all of these provisions in there um, that changes prayer to something that he's not really asking for anything. Uh, but instead, it's almost, you can kind of tell or kind of sense uh, this 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 mindset of like longing for peace, right? That um, like that this prayer is bringing him comfort, right? Because at the end of the, because at the end of the prayer, he's acknowledging that whatever happens, it is, God's will, whatever happens, it is a good thing. Um, and I think that conversation that he has with God, um, I was going to say with himself, but not to be punny, but when you're praying, <laughs> right? Like totally. The, the, men, the out loud thinking that you're doing as you're talking out loud, um, I think does tune your heart a little bit. It does reorient you in a different way um, when you come into the presence of God. Um just by talking to him, right? Yeah. Um, asking, ask without an expectation, right? Uh, I shouldn't say it like that. Ask, ask expectantly, um, but understand that all good things will come one way or the other, um, and it's aligning yourself with that. That's why we pray, right? Is to bring our nature just slightly closer to God, um, and so acknowledging that humanity, right? through Jesus flipping the script, becoming that mirror and asking us to acknowledge, uh, what will you do now? Will you leave me too? Um, that's what changes our nature, right? Accepting that humanity and embracing it and really looking into that mirror presented by Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the Lord's prayer. It says Mm -hmm. your will, your will be done. I, it's been such a long day. Why am I having brain fart? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> your kingdom come, your will be done. It, right. It's trying to teach us how to be selfless or uh, forgive us so that uh, 
forgive us as we forgive others. Again, it's it's the whole the whole entire prayer is teaching us selflessness. And so going back to what you said with the function of prayer is to change us. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's to change us. It's to make us more humble, to make us more selfless, to to make us more meek by the true meaning of the word meek. Uh, just to help those understand, meek means that you have the capability to be so powerful, but you choose to use it for good. That's the true definition of meek. Um, but yeah, dude, that's good. I totally agree with that, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. All good things, guy. All good things. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Dude, I, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast tonight, and uh, I, I think that this is a good... Uh, I think, I, I don't know, this is just a great way to end this uh, little four-part series that we were doing. I really I really loved everything they had to say, man. Well, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me, even though I <laughs> sound like Batman at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, hang on. Are, are we talking about like the Ben Affleck Batman, the Christian Bale Batman? Which, hang on. How dare you? Okay, <laughs> only only Batman worth respecting. Sound a is a little raspier now, but earlier I was talking down here. It's kind yes. of bad. But uh, anyway, outside of that, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for bringing me on to wrap up the series. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. I really do appreciate it. I hope. I just really hope that all of our. Uh, of our listeners out there enjoyed it uh for those that want to come on sometime please find me in church tell me that you want to be on the podcast and we'll set something up but to end out this little series this week caleb what do you want to go out on batman batman yes yes <laughs> i love it all right everyone it, for everybody out there that is listening that might actually be a superhero uh do, what whatever bad guy you're fighting uh just really extra focus your superpowers to fight them with only one hand because the other hand put that hand in to the middle so that on the count of three we can whisper batman all right you ready yes sir one two three